as you may know, we're in the middle of a um, series based on creativity, um, which is part of the reason why Andy asked uh, my brother Andre Anderson to come and actually uh, share some things with us today. Andre is, I've known Andre for, I can't even think now, maybe more than 10 plus years, nearly 15. So, yeah, so from the time we're playing Pokemon and Game Boys, that's how long I've known Andre for. Um, but he is by far and always has been one of the most creative people that I know. Um, holding now 23. Yeah. 23 years old, and I believe he's on his fifth book already. Um, he's worked as a graphic designer, he's worked as one of the lead designers for a magazine called Life Magazine. Um, does video production, photography, um, all sorts. But one of the things that I love about Andre, and even myself, I still learn from him, even as my younger brother, is God has really blessed him with an insight into how we can combine our faith and the skills we have and use the creativity that God placed within us to really basically bring glory to his name. So with that, I'm going to hand over to Andre for the remainder of the service. Cool. Excellent. All right, so hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Yeah, cool. Never mind. Anyway, um, so thank you, Claude, for that. Um, today, Andy just basically said that uh, I'm gonna, I just have to come in and talk about creativity, and then um, the the obvious thing is that afterwards we're gonna start creating stuff of our own. Um, I think when it comes down to creativity, um, I feel that. As a culture, we kind of have a misty kind of view on it. Um, I feel for myself, for a very long time, I considered creativity to be um, magic, so something mystical. So if you're if you're creative, that means you just like I don't know, you're just endowed with just amazing ideas, and it just flows right out of you. Um, but I realised that creativity just means work, and I think it was Thomas Edison that said something along the lines of. Uh, creativity is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration um, so you actually getting the idea and being amazing this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life is like a very small part of actually the creative process I would say that creativity is three parts um, so we love the first part and we love the third part the first part is when we see something for the first time we get an idea we get that aha moment and um, when we get that we are excited, we tell all our friends about it, we share it, and we get gassed. Um, we get extremely excited about the idea that we have. The third part is a, third, is a part that we also like, where we look at what we see, and we say, this is good. Um, this is something that was exactly in my head, and it's, and, it's, and it's put out into fruition. The second part is the part that we don't particularly like. And the second part is the hard work, it's the labor, it's the deadlines, it's the bringing in all your resources, it's the going to dead ends, it's the trial and error, all that kind of stuff is the stuff we don't like, but that's the part that is called creativity. And my issue, my problem, was that um, I considered myself to be a cre- I considered my cre- myself to be a creative person, but I realized that I wasn't necessarily creative. Um, I was just imaginative. So I had a very great imagination, I had great ideas, but I didn't have the work ethic, I didn't have the hands um, and the power to actually bring that through into fruition. So really and truly we are living in number one, the creation, the creation that God made, but also we're living in the the creations of many other people, the tables that are around us, the chairs, this building, the roads. These are the results 
of people that have been able to go through the three different processes. They once imagined this building, they then done the whole hard work to build this building, and now they're able to look at it and say it's good, and we also in this building enjoying it. So before I go into it properly, I just want us to understand what creativity is. It's, a lot of it is to do with insight and, and being inspired by God, but also as well, faith without works is dead. So imagination without works is dead. If you just have the imagination without the work ethic, not really creative, we're just imaginative. Yeah? Um, so when it comes down to creativity and the Bible, um, it's funny because the Bible doesn't necessarily talk about creativity in a sense where um, it's, they, they refer it to human beings. They always refer it to something that only God can do. So the first verb in the Bible is create. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And as a matter of fact, one of the last things that Jesus, that Jesus says in Revelations is, Behold, I'm making all things new. So that basically goes to show that the beginning of the book talks about creativity and even the end of the book talks about creativity. So Christianity is one that very much so focuses on creativity. Um, if you look at God, we already know that he creates things. But then if you go down um, the timeline, you have a man called Bezalel. Um, I'm not too sure if, if, if you know or have been told about Bezalel, but he was the person that built the, the tabernacle of Moses. And he was the first person scripturally in the Bible that God said he was going to fill this person with the Spirit of God. And the evidence that this person was going to be filled with the Spirit of God was that he was going to have the ability to create artistic works. Um, he was going to have the ability to be filled with intelligence and wisdom and skill. And that was the first sign that someone was filled with the Spirit that there was a very creative person. Um, go down the line a little bit further. From Bezalel, you have this man called David. And um, David, if you go bang into the middle of your, well, not the electronic Bible, if you have a physical Bible, go into bang into the middle of it, you have the book of Psalms. And that's 150 poems, predominantly written by David. And um, he was in a nation where there was hardly any people that was working on any sort of technology. As a matter of fact, Israel at that time had such a bad um, reputation for poor technology. Um, that there was only two swords found in the entire army. But then once David ended up being the inspired person and creating as much as he did, um, it says that he created 4,000 instruments. Um, he created that, hundreds of, of psalms. But also as well, he was creating psalms that was ahead of his time. So Psalms 22, he was talking about, um, he says, My Lord, my Lord, why have you forsaken me? They pierced my hands and feet and they gamble for my clothes. Now he has never had his hands pierced and he's never had his feet pierced. But... When Jesus was on the cross with his hands and feet pierced and people gambling for his clothes, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So David was so in tune, so, had such an insight that he was able to talk about something that was going to happen a thousand years after his death. Um, so that just goes to show the amount of creativity um, that's in the Bible. After David, had someone like Solomon, it says that he wrote 1,005 songs. So if you put that in this modern day, that's 82 albums worth of material. So if I was Solomon, I didn't release a single track, and I died today, I could release an album once a year for 82 years. That's the work ethic that Solomon was on. And that was after he decided that he wanted to get wisdom from God. After Solomon, you had people like Daniel who was able to create things. Um, and, and, and even though he was taking in less information, or he was taking in different information from people in Babylon, he ended up being 10 times smarter than all the magicians or all the intellectuals in the most intellectual nation at that time. Um, you've got Daniel. Jesus used stories in order to teach. Um, you have this woman called Dorcas in the book of Acts where... There's very little um, that the Bible says about her, but one thing that we do know about her is that she used to create garments for the people in the area. 
Um, if you ever hear about someone who's a widow in the Bible, that basically goes to show that they it, the, the man was the person who brings the financial support. So if she... If someone husband died, that basically means that you're broke. There is no there is no financial help for you. Um, but the woman named Dorcas in the Bible, she was the one who created garments or was technically a fashion designer, um, creating things that will keep those widows warm at night. And um, she made such an impact in the community that when she died, they believed that she can rise again from the dead. They believe that Peter can rise her back again. Um, so throughout the Bible, even though it may not necessarily use the word creativity, um, creativity is extremely um, visible throughout the Bible. And as a matter of fact, those who seek God and those who make a, um, an attempt to understand who this person is, who created this universe, who is the creator, they end up being creative like him to a degree. Um, so I want to... I'm under the persuasion that... From the different things that I've seen and different scriptures that I've come across, um, I'm under the persuasion that when it comes down to those who believe in Christ, those who follow the Bible, um, those who make an attempt to actually go out and seek God, we have the potential to be some of the most creative beings on this planet. Um, I'm not saying that in a way where it's like trying to gas everyone up, but from what I've seen, I, I believe that to be the case. Um, Jesus said in something in particular that I think is quite potent for anyone who considers himself to be a creative. Um, so, before I say that, three things, three things that we need to um, bear in mind. Number one is that all art stems from the heart. All art stems from the heart. So, anything you say, anything you do, anywhere you go, all comes from the ramblings of your heart. Your heart is talking all the time. And whatever you decide to create, that's just going to be evidence of what your heart, where your heart was at at that time. Um, you are no greater than your heart. Uh, you can't create anything greater than your heart. So if you've got good heart, then you'll have good art. If you've got bad heart, you'll have bad art. It's, it's, it's really that simple. So that's the first part. The second part is that you are only as great as your imagination. So... The word imagination basically means, it comes from the word image, and image means to imitate. Um, so your imagination is only, you can only stretch it as far as the things that you've seen. So for example, if a child was to sit down and have a piece of paper and was to draw a three-headed dog, they can only imagine something like that if they've first seen a one-headed dog. Um, what you've seen is the thing that kind of determines how far you go. Um, so... If you was to only see the tree, you can imagine from the tree down. If you can see the sky, then you can imagine from the sky down. If you see the stars or the sun or whatever, you can, you can imagine from the stars downwards. Um, but the highest thing you've seen, that's how far your imagination stretches. So all, heart, all art comes from the heart, and you're only as good as your imagination. The third thing is that all creativity, all art, is just perception. That's all it is. So the reason why we call something, someone or something creative or artistic is because they see something in a particular way. Um, so for example, if everyone is seeing the chair like this, it is the genius that turns the chair like that and then you'll call that person a genius. Um, the, the root word for, because I love to find out the root word of things, the root word for invent means to see. Um, the word creativity is something that's actually recent in our day and age. 
probably a hundred years ago, that word wasn't in people's vocabulary. As a matter of fact, m many people, as a matter of fact, it was just the, it was the general consensus that you can't necessarily be creative in the fullest sense of the word, because creativity means bringing something out of nothing. And they, they believe that only God can do that. It's only when, um, it's only when men started to put away the idea of God and you had the, the, the renaissance where people started to believe in humans, so there is no God, we are gods, then the whole idea of being creative was taken away from God and put into man. So beforehand, someone like a Michelangelo wasn't deemed as a creative person. He was deemed as someone who has a good eye. He can't make something out of nothing, but he's able to take two existing materials and make something beautiful out of it. So just say, for example, if I was to um, get my phone and take a picture of Claude, um, and the picture looks nice, Claude may say that's very artistic or that's very creative, but I didn't create Claude. There was nothing, I didn't create anything in the picture, but I saw him a particular way. I angled the, the camera a particular way and it allowed him to, it, it basically um, made him look a particular way. Um, so uh, the person who's most creative is the person who has the best perception, um, the person who can see clearly, the person who can hear clearly. Um, the Bible clearly states throughout, throughout the entire text that Christ is the maker of all things. Um, he has made all things straight off the bat. There is nothing new that will be made unless he makes it. Um, even says it in John that there's nothing made that was made. So if you see anything, he is the creator of it. The only thing is that we have access to the things that he's created. So just say, for example, God made the iPhone straight off the bat. I don't care what Steve Jobs said. He, like, God made the iPhone. But at some point, he allowed a man to see the iPhone and then he brings it into existence. So just say, for example, Adam and Eve is walking around and they've been walking around trees for I don't know how many years there was in the garden. Yeah, they was walking around trees. And then one day, a man walks past a tree and he sees a chair and he sees a table and he just can't get out of his mind that he can see this tree and he sees this table. And he goes to his family and says, there's a, there's a chair in this tree. They call him crazy until he chops down the tree, makes the tree and eventually they call him a creative. Now tree, chairs are everywhere. We now believe that to be a thing. Yeah, so it's the same thing in terms of those who are creative. As a matter of fact, your phone um, has, when it comes down to your phone, your phone doesn't have the internet in it. Yeah, the, all the internet is not in your phone. It has access to all the internet. So your mind doesn't have all the creative ideas in there, but you can use your mind to have access to the things that God has created. Is that making sense? So these are the three things. You're only as good as your heart. You're only as good as your heart. Um, you're only as good as your imagination, the things you've seen. And all art has to do with perception. Has everyone got their Bibles? Or has everyone got their phones? All right, let's go to... Sorry, say that again. You're only as good as your heart. You're only as good as your imagination. And you are only as... Oh, and all art is perception. All right. So this scripture made me understand that... Jesus gave creatives and those who are artistic and really truly creativity can be put into everything. It can be put into finances. It could put, be put into um, business. It could be put into the arts. It could be put into teaching. Um, there is no end to it. Um, but if we go to Matthew 5 verse 8, um, I believe that Jesus kind of gave us a, a brief insight on what it is to be creative.
cool. So Matthew 5 verse 8 just simply says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Yeah, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So God is saying, the way how you see God is if you have a pure heart. Now this is why this is potent for anyone who's creative. I just said, if you, if you can only see the trees, you can imagine from the trees down. If you see the sky, you can imagine from the sky down. Now the thing about scientists is that they try to understand, and there's nothing wrong with scientists, but predominantly, um, there is a desire to... You're right. There's a desire to seek for the, the stars and the moon and animals and biology and all that kind of stuff. And they try to study the in particulars. Now the man who tries to seek God or the woman who tries to seek God is trying to understand the whole. Yeah? And if a man decides to see God, imagine how far the imagination stretches. Because remember, you're only, your imagination is only as great as the things you've seen. Yeah? So if, I, if I've only seen the stars, I can only imagine that far out. But if my heart is pure enough to seek God, then my imagination will be greater. Yeah? So, the purer your heart, the greater you see God. The greater you see God, the greater your imagination. The greater your imagination, the greater your creativity. Yeah? So really and truly, of anyone that should be the most creative people, it's those like us, those who actually attentively try to seek God. And of anyone who considers themselves to be a creative or an artist, the main art that you should be trying to perfect is the art of worship. Yeah? Solomon is known as one of the most creative people in the Bible. Yeah, most, most wisest man who ever lived. And when you actually look on the, the original text, the original Hebrew text of what he said, when, when God said, I'll give you anything you want, what do you want? Um, the, the general answer is that he said that he wanted wisdom. In the King James Version, he said, I want an understanding heart. In the actual Hebrew, he says, I want a hearing heart. Yeah? So he says that I know that you have all ideas, you have all creativity, everything belongs to you. I just want to be able to hear you properly. Yeah, and that's why he was able to look at an ant. He, he has a whole verse about an ant and he links it to leadership. He was able to see something as minute as an ant but still get a, a key golden lesson that comes that could be connected to leadership. So his perception was, was broadened. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that it gave him breadth of mind. Yeah, or it, it, gave him, it gave him largeness of heart as, as, as wide as the sand of the seashore. Yeah? So the thing that we should always be pursuing is the idea of, of, of wanting to get closer to God by, by seeking Him. Um, last person that I'll talk about is, there, there's a guy called Uzziah in the Bible. And he was a man who was becoming king and, and, and God basically said, listen, seek after me. If you, if you, if you try to perceive me, you'll be fine. And um, it says that Uzziah sought him with all of his heart. And then it ends up saying that he created cannons. Yeah, so he started to, he started to create like, Weapons of warfare that I believe at that time was ahead of his time. Yeah, he was creating stuff that people weren't really creating at that time. Um, and it just goes to show, just the attempt to seek God automatically makes you more, more, makes you more creative. As a matter of fact, we'll close with this, and then we're going to go and do our thing. Um, the Bible says this, it talks about bodily, bodily exercise. Yeah? So it says, bodily exercise profits little, um, but godly exercise profits, it profits in every area in it. What that basically goes to show is that, as you can see, man's not, man's not the most, man's not the most um, frequent gym attendee in it. But when it comes down to you being, um, you doing exercise, that's completely fine. But then when you, when you exercise your godliness, 
that knowledge that you gain, you can apply that to everything. So the, the stress or the, the pursuit shouldn't really be, I should be more creative, or I should think of more ideas, or I need to be smarter, or anything of that kind of degree. It's more my goal should be on focusing on God. And um, theology, or the knowledge of God, is interchangeable. You can use it in everything. And if you have the knowledge of God, then you're, you're cool in every, every way. So um, that's kind of like a, a summary on creativity. Um, the art that we should be perfecting is the art of worship. Trying to look at worship and saying, you know, how can I, how can I perfect this art form? Because once you perfect that, you perfect everything in general. Um, and yeah, what we're going to do today is we're going to use our creativity. Um, we're going to use what we have at this moment in time to make something for God. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the middle of the book is Psalms. Uh, David's main occupation was to go into the church and just write bars all day, yeah, and his goal was to find a new way in how to sing to God, a new way on how to write to God. Now, the way how poetry is in the Bible, it's not necessarily um, poetry in terms of how things rhyme, but he rhymes things with ideas. So he says, as the deer pants after water, as the deer is desperate after water, so is my soul desperate after you. He kind of compares two different ideas. Um, but what I want us to do today is to get our phones or get pen and paper, whatever you have. And um, I want us to write a new song. Psalms talks about a new song um, countless times in the Psalms. Um, it basically says saying something to God that you never have said before. I'm writing something to God that you've never written to him before. Um, what I want us to write, I don't want it to be a song where it's like I've got a chorus and a verse. I'm not saying that. If I'm telling you guys to perform, I'm not saying for you guys to sing it out loud. If you want to do it, that's cool, but that's not what I'm saying. Um, the goal is, you know, the goal is to create, um, to create almost a, a letter to God, create something that you would say to God that is somewhat personal, but number one is something that you haven't really said to God before. Um, find, find a new way on singing or have, having some sort of praise to God. Um, I wanted to spend probably the next 15 minutes doing that. And and once we've finished it with it, it's either we can share it around or um, I want you guys to publish it. So whether you put it on Facebook or you send it to one of your friends, but I want us to be sharing a psalm, um, something that spontaneous, something that just came off the top of our heads, and um, we'll move like that. Yeah. All right. Cool. So before we do that, like I said before, it's all about the listening and perception. Um, does anyone have a timer? Alright, cool. So, for the next two minutes, so two minutes, what we're going to do is um, we're going to have a listening heart. Yeah? So, our goal isn't to sit down and say, for the next two minutes, oh my gosh, what bars am I going to write? That's not the goal. The goal is, for the next two minutes, just calm your heart, be still, don't really think about too much other than the creativity of God. Think about God himself. Yeah, focus on God for the next two minutes. And after that, we're just going to go around and we're just going to do some writing. Um, never be too fearful of what's going to come out. Writer's block just means fear. Um, just write whatever comes out in your heart and then we'll continue to perfect it later on and then we'll be cool. Yeah? Alright, cool. So for the next two minutes, let's be still.
Yep. Cool. So, with the, it could be you may not have, but sometimes when you're still and you just you're concentrating on God, you may get like a, a, a short little idea or a word or a concept or something like that. If you have, then just elaborate on those small little concepts that you have. Um, and yeah, cool. What we're gonna do now is that for the next probably fifteen minutes, we put the timer on again. The next fifteen minutes, we're just gonna sit down and just on our phone, just write. Just write whatever comes to our head. It may be a thing. If it's if it's a personal thing, you don't need to share it. That's fine, isn't it? But as long as you're writing something that you know that you haven't really said to God before, I'm um, just stretching our imagination just to, to give God a little bit of glory. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's write something. Personally, you may not feel the same way. I personally almost feel um, that writing is sometimes strong, strong as prayer. Um, so you're still talking to God; it's just through the pen. And um, a lot of the time, when I don't know what to, when I when I'm on my knees and I don't know what to say, I just sit down and I write whatever's on my mind. More times than not, um, like I said before, when you get that image or that small word or something like that, normally God speaks to me through that as well. Um, so creativity is not just a oh, I'm just like being creative. But it's also another medium for you to um, for you to get closer to God. So um, that's it for today, man. Hope you guys benefit from that. Alright then. So just want to say thank you to Andre for coming through and running today's session. Um, I do also want to say, kind of, he went from it himself. Like, yeah, if you enjoyed what he spoke about on creativity and our faith, um, last year he wrote a book called Kingdom. Um, and it's focused on the creativity and how it links to the Bible. So some of the ideas that you heard today, um, it's all in the book already. Um, it's, I'll say it's briefly written, if you actually check it, it's almost written like one long poem. Um, it's just really, really well done. Um, so yeah, he goes a lot deeper in some of the concepts that you have heard today, so I'd really, really recommend checking it out. Um, you go from there. Where can they find it? Um, Amazon.